One of the things that is a mindset shift around testimonials is they're not for you and they're not for your current clients. They're for your future clients who want to understand what it's like to work with you and want to see if someone like them was able to have success. Welcome to season five of the Coach Pony podcast, and we are here to help you get paid to coach. And sometimes to move forward, you just need your questions answered. In this Bridgerton themed season of the podcast, join me and date coach Bobby Palmer as we answer your burning questions about your coaching business so you get more clients. After building six and seven figure businesses of our own, we've learned a few things. So with that, let's get down to business. Dear Coach Pony, I know having a bunch of testimonials like you have would make me appear more credible, but I honestly don't know how to get them. I've been coaching people, but it feels pushy to ask. What do I do? Welcome, everyone. I am so glad you're here because this is such a great question. We as humans love to get referrals from other people. And when we go on Amazon to shop, we love seeing reviews because it helps us decide if this is really for me. Seeing someone else's experience is a really strong motivator to buying that experience for yourself. And the same is true for coaching. So getting testimonials and case studies for your website and for your marketing is a really great thing. So I'm so excited we're here to talk about it today. Bobby, what are your thoughts on this? Give us your hot take. Okay, my hot take comes from my dad. <laughs> Melvin always said, if you don't ask, you don't get. Mm. Mm, brilliant, he was. So it is not sleazy. It is not weird. It is not too much to ask people to explain and to share about their experience with you. Because people want to, when they have a good experience with you, they want to give back. It's an opportunity to help you. What's challenging is getting them to actually do it. So there's two things. There's them wanting to do it, and then there's them doing it. And we'll talk about how to help them, right? How to encourage them and help them actually do it, right? But asking, the piece about asking, I want you to just remember, when somebody is allowed to help you, you're giving them a gift, you're not making them do something. You're saying, could you please give me the gift of a testimonial? And we're going to help you understand how to do that in a way that's comfortable for both of you and just follow my dad's advice. I love that point, really, because they can always say no, too. But if you don't ask, it's like, I miss every shot I don't take, the Wayne Gretzky quote. If you don't ask, they'll definitely never say yes. If you ask... A lot of them probably will say yes, <laughs> you know? Some will, some won't. So you have to have realistic expectations, right? But testimonials, like you said, are really, really important. So even if it's hard, even if it's scary, this is something just like a sales call. This is something that you really have to buck up and go for it. And then you'll realize it's not so hard when you do it. So I'm going through this experience now in a different way. I had my hair cut recently. And I've been getting texts multiple times to leave a review. I've actually already left a review for this company, so I'm probably not going to do it again. But I'm in interested because, first of all, they just they asked 
right? And then they asked again. And I remember the first time going through this, it took them following up with me at least twice before I left the review because I'm distracted easily. I've got other stuff going on and I'm lazy. I love this salon. Like I've been going there. I really like them. I'm more than happy to do it, but I'm human. So also not only just asking, but maybe even being willing to follow up to understanding that you're dealing with a human who's got other stuff going on and they absolutely want to do it, but you know, it's not a top priority. So that's the other mindset shift that I think is, is really, really important. Yeah. So Bobby, how would you suggest people do this to get testimonials? Well, first of all, you have to think very carefully. You have to plan. So in other words, you know, the, the difference between open asking big open questions and closed questions, right? So you have to plan. So you ask the right questions to get the right information. So you don't start with the questions. You start with what you want them to share, right? So you don't start with what questions do I want to ask? You start with what do I want them to tell me that's going to help the next person and the next person, the next person who's considering my coaching. Exactly right. One of the things, and I'll say this again, that is a mindset shift around testimonials is they're not for you and they're not for your current clients. They're for your future clients who want to understand what it's like to work with you and want to see if someone like them was able to have success. I'm going to agree with you, but I'm also going to say they're pretty pretty great for you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, come on, you've worked your ass off and somebody's going, you're great. And you're like, yes, I am. Yeah. I'm not going to pretend like, that I'm not, I don't sometimes reread our testimonials. We've got a lot over at Coach Pony. You can check our reviews page if you're curious. You know, I've collected hundreds and hundreds of case studies and testimonials and yeah, I look at them sometimes, but always like when I'm, when I'm getting them and I'm thinking about how do I want to encourage people to give us this feedback, I have to think about, well, what do my, what do my clients need to know in order to say yes, or would, that would make them feel comfortable to sign up? And how can my current clients, how can I draw this information out of them and get them to share? Whether it's um, for me, because we're talking about helping coaches build a business, it's um, you know information about how many clients they've gotten in our program or information about what the program itself is like or what specific skills they learned that I know might be interesting to other people or even where they were in their business when they started, you know, were they brand new? Were they getting certified? You know, these, this is the type of information that my future students are going to want to know. And so I need to, I need to draw it out. I think it's helpful for me to talk a little bit about what I need because as a dating coach, you know, obviously it's really different. So you would think that what I need is everyone to say, I'm in love, I'm getting married, right? But in my program, which is somewhat unique, in my program, that is not, when I look at my business, my objectives for my clients, sure, that's like the final objective. But I sort of, I tell them it's a little bit of a bait and switch because before I do that, I help them feel so much better about themselves and understand how to communicate who they are so that they attract the right people. What my women are looking for is not just, oh, I found love. It's really powerful when people talk about my life has changed and I, I feel peace and calm and confidence in all of my life. So you have to really kind of dig a little bit, you know, which you've probably done just in general about your business, because you have to figure out what you're teaching people. And that starts with your objectives, right? You got to kind of dig a little deep and figure out because you don't want a bunch of testimonials that say the same thing. 
I found him, I found him, I found him, I found him. Okay, great. I mean, that's not all there is. The testimonials are sort of like a puzzle almost, and each piece is a part of a bigger story. Mm, yeah. You know, and so um, if we take the Revolutionary Club, my career coaching business, and I love you gave a dating example. I had to think about different parts of the story. Some people wanted to see results like I was able to quit my job and find something new. But other people wanted to see results like I felt so much more confident in my choices at work and at home, or I found I was able to find more joy in my current job, mm -hmm. or I was able to finally figure out my passion and express it in my current career mm -hmm. or something like that. And just different different pieces of the puzzle. All, not all pieces are the same. And so I love, I love that you shared that. Yeah. And sometimes my favorite testimonials are, I haven't met my one yet, but here's what's happening in the rest of my life. And I'm having fun on the journey. I'm enjoying the journey. So those are the kind of things you want to pull out. Um, not just, hey, I made a million dollars, which is cool for you. Yeah, those are good testimonials. <laughs> yeah, like and also what it's like to work with you as a coach too. And that's that's universal for all of our programs. You know, is the program what is the experience? You know, does does Bobby make you feel valued or you know, like the experience of working with you feels a specific type of way? Um, or for me, I have a very curriculum-based program. Um, you know, is the content easy to understand and put into use? And is the community friendly? If you join, will you immediately feel at home? Like these are other things people need to know and are thinking about. So let's talk about some of the ways to get testimonials that we've used. So the first thing I think you can do, especially as a very as a new coach, but even as a growing coach, and if you're thinking about starting a new program or shifting focus, is you can coach for free in exchange for a testimonial. And let me set this up ethically because I think the ethics are really important. I personally think it's bad to coach for free without anything in the game with the other person because then they're less committed. So if you have an agreement of I'll coach you for free for a very specific, set up the number of sessions ahead of time and don't overcommit yourself. But you know, for a specific period in exchange, you have to offer me feedback about my coaching. And if you enjoyed it, I want you to be willing to be a public testimonial. And you can talk with them about whether they wanna use their first and last name and their title or whatever it might be, you can work that out. But just, just making that agreement. And so coaching them in exchange for the testimonial is a great way to get a few, especially if you're inexperienced and new and get those up and on your site. So that's definitely what I did in the very beginning. I coached one or two people for free with that understanding they were in my niche that, you know, is a very time bound and um, they had to give me feedback. That was the agreement. But if they felt the coaching was a really beneficial experience, then, you know, they're willing to be public facing testimonial. So that was the agreement we made. Yep. You go. Did Bobby. that too. Did that too. Another good one, Bobby, have you done this? I've done this is to do surveys at the end of a program. Now, this is both good and bad. At the end of some of my programs, we automated a survey that said, you know, please tell us about your experience. And we gave them the option of being anonymous or not. So we'd have them fill out the questions. And at the end, we'd say, if you're comfortable with us using this as a testimonial, please put your name here. And they could put their name or not, just to make it feel, again, ethical, good, valuable. So in some ways it was great we got a lot of great feedback in other ways it wasn't and the reason is not because people weren't putting their names but because most people weren't filling it out because they had good intentions but it's really hard to fill it's really hard to remember to fill out a survey without being you know reminding people so many times and being obnoxious i know 
I've had so many times when I've had a great experience with a vendor and they're like, will you fill out the survey? And I'm like, yes. And then immediately wander off and I never do it. And I, I would have been happy to do it and I never do it. So just automating the survey wasn't getting us the results that we wanted in terms of getting enough people to fill it out. So we did something else to help encourage people to fill it out. Can you guess what that was, Bobby? Gave them a gift. Yeah. So tell me, what gift did you give your people? Um, I don't remember exactly. I mean, I've done a, several of them, but basically when you're done with the survey uh, and you have to complete it, you can automate the next page being like, download this free ebook or download this program or this coupon for, you know, for half hour coaching, which actually could be used to upsell, which is always a nice positive flow to getting them to the next step. There's all kinds of ways that you can you can reward them. And that's that's valid. It's not sleazy. No. I think it's you keep it on the the valid good side when again it's not a requirement and they don't have to be public to get to get the gift. But yeah, I would tell people, "Hey, if you fill this out, you can also get and at the time in the very beginning when I did it, I was like, you can get a free 30-minute coaching session with me to help cement your learning." And man, our completion rate went like almost to 100%. <laughs> which was great for a period. And then I'm like, this is a lot of free coaching that I'm giving away. And I need to, I need to find something else because I can't do this at, at the scale that we operate. It's too much. This was several years ago, but it, it was a really great thing. So if you don't have a download or you don't have anything else, just give, give time with you. Um, and people will really, really go for that. And it was also a way for me to kind of judge a little bit more about how they were doing, you know, were they getting the results that I really wanted for them? Um, and where, what else were they struggling with? So it was really good market research for me too. And so it was a really great use of time for a while. And the other thing is when you ask them if you can use their, their information publicly, give them the choice. So what I do is I say, you know, I can use your initials or I could use your first name, like be really clear. You're not going to be like, I'm going to use Susie Jones, you know, um, Los Angeles, California, so people can Google them kind of thing. In other words, make sure that they're really clear that they have a choice of how you present their name publicly, especially with dating. You know, it's personal. And so I have challenges with getting testimonials. I do. There's women that have gotten married who haven't told their husbands that they did coaching. Yeah. So, so yeah. So if you ask, can I use your picture, right? Ask them for a picture, which is always the best. Yeah. If you can get a picture, you want that for sure. Because we want to see ourselves and the client. Like we as a prospective client want to see someone that looks like us because then that makes us feel like, oh, we can do it too. Yeah. So I usually already have their picture because I've done their dating profiles. <laughs> and so I have photos. So I ask, can I use your photo? Yes or no. May I use your name? How would you like me to express it this way or that way? So just be really specific and people feel more comfortable. Yeah, I love that. There's Now, there's also two other ways I've used to get testimonials as well. Um, one is just the simple email, uh, mm -hmm. which is just emailing people. And this is, you want to be careful because people don't like to click on stuff and then fill things out. We're all super lazy that way. So you, you just ask them to hit reply and answer one question. And so this can help you if you're trying to um, uncover something specific about your program or package that you want to learn and or apply. So come up with like the number one question you want them to respond to, make it as easy as possible. And a lot of people will be more comfortable just hitting reply and writing out a few sentences than clicking through to a survey and then filling out the survey because they don't know how long it's going to take. It feels like more work. Then you can either email them back and say, do you mind if I use this as a testimonial? 
just make it clear if they respond that you will use it as, as a testimonial, either, either approach is fine. And another one is to mine, a free, mine the student group. If people post celebrations or wins in your program, whether it's weight loss or dating or careers or business, you can uh, grab those and make part make them understand part of the rules of the group is that you'll share wins, but you'll blur out their name. So you can grab those screenshots. And that's a nice way to kind of protect their privacy, but also easily be able to grab it. Or you can email them and be like, this is what you posted in Facebook. Are you comfortable with us sharing this on our marketing or on our enrollment page? and get them to just give you that permission so you can use their name. Bobby has something to say to this. I'm, I'm, I'm raising my hand. I just finished last night my very last forever group training program. <gasps> I cried. <laughs> I did. We all cried. Anyway, it was a lovely, wonderful group. Um, but what I do in the graduation uh, session is I have people write a graduation speech. And I do it for a lot of reasons. But since we're talking about testimonials, that's one of the reasons I do use it. Because in their graduation speech on video, they do talk about you know, their experience and what they learned. And before, most of it includes when I started this you know, my life was like this. And when I ended, here's how it is. And so I have those videos. Now, everyone signs a video release before they start my program, they have to, and technically, I can use those videos. But in order not to be sleazy, and not to surprise people, I will go afterwards, right? So like tomorrow or the next day, I'll go out and look for written approval, so I can use parts of their graduation speeches. And those are really touching and they're beautiful and they're and they're really great for testimonials. Wow, that's brilliant. I have not done that and I wish I have. I wish I had. That's just geniusing, Bobby. I love that. I love that. And it's so it's really good for the students, right? And then they get a chance to thank all the other all the other women in the group and you know, really share how their life has changed. It's it's lovely. And again, I cried. Aw. Yeah, it was I love touching. That. It's very yeah. touching. Oh, wow, the end of an era. Whew. 15 years. Tea time, milady. It's time to spill the tea. I know that there's a time that you were really worried about how to get testimonials, and if you could, please share that. Yes, there was. There was a time I thought no one was going to give me a testimonial, and I was going to be publicly humiliated with that. So let me let me unpack that story. I used to do career retreats as part of the Revolutionary Club. And I got more savvy as I got more experience doing these retreats. And I really wanted to get testimonials, of course. But once you leave the retreat and go home, even if you had a great experience, it's just gonna, it's exponentially harder to get someone to give you feedback, right? They're back in their daily life. They have a lot of stuff going on. So I realized I, I really wanted to get feedback at the retreat where I could get video feedback and not only that, but have good looking video feedback because we could set up and control the lighting, the video and the audio versus having people, you know, record something or do something or resume where it's just not going to be as good or as interesting. So for the first time ever, it was like, okay, I'm going to ask people to give me testimonials at the end of the retreat and record them in that moment on video because I'm like, this is an opportunity I won't ever have again to get all this great live video. We set up the video 
you know, did all that stuff. And then I had to think about when am I going to ask them? And so I decided to do it at the end of the working part of the retreat after a really uplifting exercise when we were going to go on a break before our final closeout session, because we had time to do it. And I knew they'd have experienced everything in the retreat at that point. So they could really give well-rounded feedback, but I had to tell them publicly. So I had to stand up in front of the group and be like, Hey, by the way, like last minute, if you want to, you know, do a video feedback for us where your name and face will be on camera. Um, we have it set up and we have the time right now. And, you know, we'd be, we'd be so grateful if you did this. And I was so in the moment, I was terrified. The retreat had gone really, really well. So I wasn't worried about their experience, but I was just terrified. No one was going to say yes, because I was asking them to just go on video, which is scary for a lot of people and also give us great feedback <laughs> with no warning. And I thought, oh my gosh, what if I ask and no one does it? It's going to be awful. And so I had this, I had this moment of like, this is, this could be like utter humiliation for me and like something I can't really claw my way back from. But to Bobby's very first point, she said, you got to ask. And I was like, this opportunity will not come again. So, you know, so I did it. I asked and a bunch of people stood up and immediately went, I mean, I don't know, 70% of the group gave us feedback on that video. There was a line, which I never expected and it was just, it was such a good feeling for me. I was so glad I asked for two reasons. One, I had this great record of what people liked on the retreat and what really worked for them. But also I just was, it was like, yes, like I'm doing really good work here. And it was an affirmation that's helpful because you don't, as an entrepreneur, you sometimes don't get the type of external uh, recognition that um, you would get at work when they give you the attaboy or your boss gives you a raise or whatever it is. So it's really nice to see that from your clients and know the work you're doing is really, really good. So that was my story. It worked out Yay. in the end, but I, I, I got to tell you, there was a moment where I was like, it's not going to happen. They're not going to do it. This could be <laughs> awful. That is like such a perfect example. And you really nailed it. The opportunity will never present itself again. And I've had this happen and you have too. You don't want to complete a program or finish a talk or, you know, whatever you're doing and go home and go, crap, I forgot to ask for testimonials. Or I've not taken a picture or, you know, whatever. It's like, oh shit, totally forgot. I love that story, Christy. Bobby, let's get to some homework, shall we? Yes, we should. Coach Pony Podcast is always brought to you by Chocolate and Awesome. So the chocolate of today that we're featuring because I just love chocolate and talking about it is Galère. It's Belgian chocolate. It's my favorite. And I love a Galère hazelnut bar. I had my friend who was in Belgium this summer get some for me because I am that person. I am that friend. If you're going to Europe and you're going near Brussels, I'll be like, hey, a moment. And so I was, I just ate two of them in like a day and they are amazing. So if you've never had Galera bars before, I highly recommend. And the awesome, of course, is Coach Pony, build your own business. So if you are looking for step-by-step -step help to build a coaching business that can support you full-time with clients that like you, then come on over to coachpony.com and check out Build a Real Business. It's here, it's there, it's everywhere, it's for you. Okay, so first piece of homework, everyone, is to go out and either choose someone to coach for free if you have no testimonials or go out and ask some of your current or former clients for feedback and testimonials. Make a list and reach out to them. Second piece is once you decide who you're going to reach out to, you want to create an email that expresses to them that you're looking for testimonials. And 
in that email, you want to give them some structure. You want to give them structure and timing, two things. So structure is those questions that you figured out that you want to ask in order to get the feedback you're looking for. So could you please answer these X amount of questions or click here and at the beginning, you know, have the questions for them. And here's some specifics. You can say something like, I'm collecting feedback over the next week. Can you respond by Friday? Let them know I'm collecting reviews or case studies and it would help me a great deal if you'd be willing to share your experience. I'm doing this over the next week or so. Can you respond by X? Christy and I had a conversation about this at the beginning which was, do we say it would be really nice if you could give testimonials versus please give me a testimonial? Bobby corrected me and she was right. I tend to use too much passive voice. It would be great if you could, if you had a moment, maybe do this. And Bobby's like, no, just please. It would help me a lot if you could give me a testimonial. Here are the details. And just be a little bit more active voice in the email. So we'll put a couple of scripts in right here. I'm collecting feedback over the next week. Can you respond by Friday? I'm collecting reviews and case studies, and it would help me a great deal if you would be willing to share your experience working with me. Would you mind answering one or two quick questions in writing? So step one, email the people. Step two, ask for specific type of feedback based on what you think your clients are going to want to know. So results, the experience, what it was like to work with you, things like this. These are the questions you want to draw out. And then, as Bobby said, set a specific deadline because that'll encourage people to take action. Or if you want, you can incentivize them the way we discussed earlier. What about the people, Bobby, who don't want to, who feel uncomfortable asking for this feedback themselves? What I did at the career retreat, I actually had someone else running the camera. I was not in the room. They didn't have to give feedback in front of me. So often having someone else, if you want to do video feedback or something like that, this is also why surveys work because it's not, it doesn't feel personal. They can be more honest. Um, you can have so your assistant call them and do a video, get video feedback that way if it's easier for some people. If you have a, a, a situation where you have a live event, you can have someone else running the camera so it's not you so they can feel a little bit more comfortable, things like that. Actually, I did do that with Nancy, my assistant, so the email came from her and then she could speak in third person. So that does set it up to be a little more comfortable. The content that they give also says, Bobby did this instead of you did this, which is better too. So good. That's very, very true. Then the wording of their feedback will make more sense in the testimonial. Mm -hmm. Yes. And one final tip, piece of homework is once you collect the testimonials, is to just review them and if they need any editing to make them more smooth if people are answering different questions sometimes you'll have to knit that together otherwise it won't make sense feel free to edit them and then ask if you can publish the edited version just to knit the answers together so it reads like a real person and not like a weird conversation so final thing review the testimonials and then get permission to use them in the way that makes the most sense for you if i omit sentences i do not go back and ask for approval. Because if I'm taking something out and I'm not adding or changing, I do publish it. That's true. I do that as well. It's only if I'm knitting together a couple of different answers and then I have to like add a bridge sentence or something that I get their approval to do that. All right. And I think that's, that's what we have to say about testimonials. So bottom line, everyone, just ask, just ask. 
and think about what kind of answers you need and try to ask questions that will elicit those will elicit that type of information. My dad will be so happy that his wisdom is carried on through the ages. Oh, yay. Thanks to your dad. And with that, everyone, thanks for joining us on this episode of the podcast. We will see you um, and more and we'll provide more answers to your questions in the next one. So we'll see you soon. As always, thanks for listening. I appreciate you. If you like this episode, don't forget to subscribe and share it with another coach. And if you need more practical business help for the love of chocolate, please go to coachpony.com and sign up for a free guide and business training designed to help you get paying clients. We'll see you over at www.coachpony.com.